Welcome to the Acts 29 U.S. South Central podcast. I'm Bob Thune, and I'm glad to be your host for this episode. Acts 29 is a global family of church planting churches. The U.S. South Central network of Acts 29 is focused on church planting in the states of Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. And on this podcast, we take the best content we have on church planting and church leadership, and we make it available to you to equip and encourage you in gospel ministry. On today's episode of the podcast, you'll hear from my dear friend, Kevin Cawley, pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in Kansas City. Kevin and I have been walking together in ministry for almost a decade now uh, in a similar part of the country, and Kevin's one of those friends who's wise, insightful, well-read. He's always got a book or a podcast or something he's listened to that every time I see him, he commends to me and has something new and insightful for me to think about or read. Um, A few years ago, we gathered in Oklahoma with the pastors from our network, and Kevin did some teaching on what it means to be spiritually present as a leader. Um, The consensus opinion of these set of talks is that this was some of the most helpful stuff anyone had ever said to us about the nature of pastoral leadership and the uniqueness of a leader's presence. So in this episode, you'll hear Kevin talk about four questions we need to ask in order to be spiritually present as leaders. This is part two of Kevin's talk. Here's the second question. Where am I? I think Acts 29 does such an admirable and exciting job with cultural contextualization. It's so important, and it's important for us to do all the time. So those of you that are sitting in this room that your churches have gotten older, it's time that you need to ask the questions again that you've just started to assume again culturally. But when I talk about the question, where am I, I'm not talking about a question of cultural contextualization. I'm talking about a question of relational contextualization. Where am I relationally? Who's in this room? Who's in this space? What's transpiring in this moment relationally? Am I with one person? Am I standing on a stage in front of a hundred? Am I talking with someone that doesn't know Jesus? Am I talking with someone with with whom I've had a lot of conflict in my past? Am I talking with someone that's afraid? Am I talking with someone that's excited? Am I talking with someone that's leaning over the plate and trying to take pitches and get hit? Where am I, relationally speaking? To answer the question, who am I, answers deep questions of like, what God made me for, who I am in Christ, clothed in his righteousness, seeing myself as I am, not projecting images that I'm supposed to be. And when I step out of that identity question into relational questions, now I can ask, where am I relationally? And I just think so often, if we answer the identity question at all, we fail to answer the relational question ever. I think this has been one of my biggest sins in my own personal leadership. And there's plenty of people from Redeemer here. You can pull them at the break and ask them. I don't think it was ever clear to me of how to sit down with somebody else and pay attention to the relational need to contextualize. I'm not saying manipulate. I'm not saying command or control or coerce. I'm saying to ask the basic relational question, 
Who am I sitting with? And how does that shape the way I interact with them? It's basically asking a question of how can I be loving in this moment, in this space? Because like the temptation for young leaders is we lead out of gifting, we lead out of strength, we lead out of weird identity problems. And so when I come to sit with you, I actually don't think about you at all. And I just demand that you dance with me where I'm at. What would it look like in your own life and in your own ministry if every conversation, be it with your child, be it with your boss, or be it with volunteers in your church, you let out of, okay, wait a minute, where am I in this moment? And by the way, I'm not suggesting for a second that every conversation you have from here on out is preceded by, no, no, wait a minute, I got to run through, um, no, no, uh, like, I'm not saying that. This is, this is actually... Um, a process that I'm trying to make explicit that is snap second of your life. But it's, it's, it's a prayerful presence about you that changes everything. It's a prayerful presence about you that attitudinally changes everything. Who am I? Where am I? What time is it? Is the third question. To ask what time is it is to really ask the Spirit of God to give you the gift of discernment in a moment. What's happening? I mean, to ask what time it is means not on the clock, but it means what's happening in this moment. I've been really impacted by Bruce Miller's books, Your Life in Rhythm and Your Church in Rhythm. You don't have to buy them because I'm going to tell you what he says in two seconds. He talks a lot about chronos and kairos, right? Um, clock time and appointed time. But he's helpful to, to create a structure where you're actually assessing the moment you're in by asking God what's happening in that moment. <coughs> it's a discernment process. It's to be dependent on the Spirit of God and ask Him to help you listen, to help you see, perhaps to help you see something that's going on beneath the surface instead of what's immediately on the surface. Question number four is, how is God speaking into this moment right here and right now? You know what's so fun about this question? He always is. He always is. God is speaking. He's speaking in and through his word. He's speaking in and through his indwelling spirit within you. And here's what's crazy. If you're meeting with someone else that's a Christian, he's speaking through the spirit that indwells them. And if you can just be patient enough and prayerful enough and present enough to ask, okay, wait a minute, God, how are you speaking in this moment? You'll liberate yourself from prescribing or trying to fix problems or trying to be a need solver. Like, how often do you find yourself in the moment like, what's the problem that needs to be fixed? What's the prescription that needs to be doled out? What's the instruction or the law that I need to give to you so that you can leave my presence and be repaired? But that's actually not what God's called us to do or to be. He's actually, he's called us to function out of an identity that he's given for us. He's purchased for us. He created us. He's asked us to operate out of love. He's asked us to operate out of discernment, not just out of basic strength. And he's asked us to speak his words, not our own. Like, can you imagine how radically transformed interactions are 
And this is subconscious, man. I'm just trying to name what is subconscious. And I'm trying to make deliberate and prayerful what is maybe habitual, maybe habitual for a lot of you. Like, I don't think it's habitual for most of the people we work with and walk with. And if I'm dead honest, I don't think it's habitual for most of us in this room. I think instead of asking, who am I? Most of us in this room ask reflective or reactive questions. Who do I need to be? Or who is this person? And what do I have to be to contend with them or compete with them? Once you fail to ask the identity question of who am I, you can never answer any of the other ones. Because if you're not operating out of a straight, true-faced identity in terms of this is who God's made me to be, this is how he's redeemed me, this is how he's gifted me, this is where I'm free in this moment. If you're not operating out of that identity, you can never ask the relational question because you'll just demand somebody to dance with a character that you're playing. You'll demand them to step in, you'll hand them their script, hey, here's your script, here's mine, Let's dance. You can't answer the where are you question because you can never frame things relationally. And you actually can't ask what time it is because once you're operating out of a false identity, you'll always just step into the role or be another emotional domino in an equation instead of saying, no, wait a minute, what's happening here? I don't have to get tangled up in chaos. I can stand here as a man or a woman created by God, redeemed by God, freed by God, not needing anything from anyone, free to give of myself and of my love and of my presence, now I can ask relational questions. Now I can ask what are happening questions. And then in that moment, I can actually speak the word of truth and ask God not only what needs to be said, but how does it need to be said? Does this person need to be exhorted? Do they need to be rebuked? Do I not need to say a single word? Do I need to weep with this person? If I'm operating out of an authentic identity, I can also have the freedom to say, I don't know what to say in this moment. I know God's speaking here. Let's ask him for help. Let's ask him for clarity. Let's ask him to make his presence known where there seems to be a vacuum here. Thanks for listening to the Acts 29 US South Central podcast. For more information about Acts 29, go to acts29.com. For information specific to our work in the South Central U.S., visit acts29ussouthcentral.org. I know that's a mouthful, but it's nice and specific. That's acts29ussouthcentral.org. And while you're there, please consider joining us for the conference that we're hosting in Houston this October. It's a one-day conference on church planting featuring some of our best leaders and speakers. It's a TED Talk style format. So in one day, you'll hear from 12 or 13 different voices on different aspects of church planting. It's well worth your time and energy. And we've packed it all into one day to try to make the most of your time. You can find out all about that conference at acts29ussouthcentral.org. So please go there and check it out. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.